Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. <laughs> this is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. This is there. Spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit. It is radio show. We had Ben Simons do the program last week. I heard good things about it. Actually, got to listen to it. I was able to um, to listen to it, and um, 
he did a good job. So, and I got I got people contacting me saying that he did a good job, and then I I heard it also. People are texting me tonight. I'm glad that you're listening. Good to have everybody tuning in. You can text me seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. My wife and I uh, Friday or Sunday night we left. This past Sunday night, we left out of Dickinson to fly to Los Angeles, and we went on a, a cruise, a carnival cruise this last week. So that's where we were at last Sunday night, and then we just got back yesterday. So we were here for church today, for our jail service, and now for the Tell It Like It Is radio show. We had a good service in church today. Had a sister that does the counting in our church said that they had that we had 16 visitors there? Wow. I mean, the church really is looking good. I mean, God's doing, there's signs of revival. There's signs of, uh, there's a spirit of expectancy in our church. <coughs> God is reaching out to people. My basic Bible class that I teach is getting full, that I teach every Sunday morning at 10. I'm excited about that. Brand new people there. We, uh, our jail services are going great. Uh, people from that are out of jail now coming to church. We've got uh, just a lot of good things going on. And to, and to top it all off this week, we've got revival services Monday through Thursday. Uh, when I say Monday through Thursday, for you that are in the Dickinson, North Dakota area where I pastor, we have a church that used to be a daughter <coughs> work in Bowman, and now they're their own church, and uh, we're going to be there Monday night. We've got Brother Jesse Starr preaching Monday through Thursday. He's preaching Monday night in Bowman, Tuesday night in Beach, Wednesday and Thursday nights in Dickinson. And so, and he's also going to be speaking at our men's Bible study Friday morning at 6 a.m. this Friday, which will be at the church, and there'll be breakfast served for that. So we're excited. Today we had, as I said, 16 visitors in church. We had one baptized in the name of Jesus. And so, um, and I, I'm just, you know, folks, I, I don't know everything, but I've been doing this a long time. I've been pastoring a long time, been in the ministry many, many years, and there are signs of a great moving of God's Spirit here in the Dickinson, North Dakota area. And I'm excited about it. I'm not just trying to hype people up, but I see great things. Now, the devil doesn't like it, and certainly it has not been without struggle. But uh, I believe that we've been faithful, and God is going to come through for us, and we will see many people filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit and baptized in the name of Jesus and also walking onwardly in holiness and righteousness because you, you've got to not only get into the church, but you have to be the, we're the light of the world. And it's God's plan for us to show that light by his holiness. Well, anyway, I've got so many texts, I don't know if I'm going to read them all. Sometimes I take so much, I, I might, you know, I might just, you know, I'm glancing at them right now. We've got one lady that's listening. Um, we've got some people from out of town listening, of course. We've got people in town listening. We've got people from our church texting in. I want you guys to know, I was going to speak about something different on the radio tonight, but 
there's this lady named Becky that said I should do the radio show on the same thing I preached about today. So uh, she encouraged me, and actually some other people encouraged me that that message made sense to them. And I, as I told the church, I like preaching. Like, I like preaching. I like teaching my Bible class Sunday morning. I like preaching in our church. I like teaching and preaching on Wednesday night. I like going to the jail and preaching. I like preaching on the radio program. I just enjoy it. I really do. Um, I don't know if that's wrong. I, I, um, I mean, it, there's a burden to it. I, I try to put a lot into it. This morning I was over at the church very early and just trying to put it all together. And, and man, I was running out of time, and I, I wished I'd have been there an hour earlier yet. But I, I love it. I love um, And so what I'm going to preach on and speak about on the radio tonight is something I spoke about in our church service today. Let me just get right after it. Uh, and like I say, I love all you guys. Thank you for texting me. 701-290-7862 on this cruise. We made some contacts with some people that hopefully are listening to the program tonight. And so if if you're one of the people that I met in California this past weekend and you're tuning in, text me, 701-290-7862. I would love to hear from you. Mark chapter 10 is where we're going to start. Mark chapter 10 and verse 17, Jesus is talking about Jesus, and it says, When he was gone forth into the way, there came one running and kneeled to him and asked him, Good master, what shall I do that I may inherit eternal life? And Jesus said unto him, Why callest thou me good? There is none good but one, that is God. Now I believe Jesus was asking him, Do you, do you really know who I am? Is that why you're calling me good? But anyway, this young man, Jesus told the young man, Thou knowest the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not kill. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Defraud not. Honor thy father and mother. And he answered and said unto him, Master, all these have I observed from my youth. Then Jesus, beholding him, loved him, and said unto him, One thing thou lackest. Go thy way, sell whatsoever thou hast, and give to the poor, and thou shalt have treasure in heaven, and come take up the cross and follow me. And he was sad, the rich young ruler was sad at that saying, and went away grieved, for he had great possessions. And then Jesus, of course, went on to talk about how hard it is for those that trust in riches to go to heaven. Now, there's a lot in those verses, and certainly... One of the main points of the verses is not to trust in riches. But what I want to call your attention to today and what I called our church's attention, I preached a long time in our church. I don't know exactly where I'm going to end up tonight on the radio, but I want to call attention to where Jesus told this young man, one thing thou lackest. Now, we know that this was nearly a perfect young man. The reason we know that is because Jesus said there was only one thing that he lacked. This guy didn't have a lot of baggage. He was a sincere person that loved, in in his day, the Jewish ways. He was a student of it. He was a nearly perfect young man. 
And he was passionate. We see that he ran to Jesus. And he knelt before him. And he had a sincere question. And Jesus didn't look at this young man and say, well, you don't even know the Bible. What are you doing here? No, Jesus, he told the young man, he he said, thou knowest the commandments. He said, you know the commandments. And Jesus told him several, but he, he was, it was a given. This young man knew those things. And then the Bible said Jesus loved this young man. Jesus admired him. He, this was a, this was a Job-like person. He was a good young man. But he came with this sincere question. He said, Master, what do I need to do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus said, one thing thou lackest. Go sell everything you have and give it away to the poor and come and follow me. Now, I want to just start there tonight, and I want to just stay there tonight. And I'm going to just, you know, I I brought my guitar in the studio. I'm just looking at it. I don't know if I'll play it. I've got some songs queued up. I might play them just to catch my breath. If you text me anything tonight, text me scriptures that go along with this or questions that you have. Um, if you disagree with me, that's fine. Go ahead and text me that, 701-290-7862. But number one, I want to talk about the attitude that Jesus had towards somebody that lacked one thing. And it should be the same attitude that we have. You know, first of all, let's live our life so that people come running to us. Now, I believe in doing it both ways. I, I believe that we should, as a sister in the church texted me after church, we need to spread the seed even if they're not asking the question. But how much better is it is when people come running to us and want to know what's going on with our life? Let's live our life so people come running to us. You know, why was this man running to Jesus anyway? He heard about Jesus. You know, there there needs to be something about our lives that gets people asking questions to us, wondering what's different about us. There was a a minister from Mott, North Dakota, which is about 60 miles from Dickinson, where I live. And when we were in our old church building, he heard about the revival that we were having. He heard about how we were packing that little church out. We used to be in a church that would probably seat 120, and many times we would get 170, 180 even people in that little church. It was packed. And somebody told him that, hey, they got it going up there. Dickinson. And he came to a church on a Wednesday night, sat on the back row. He wasn't a United Pentecostal minister or a worldwide Pentecostal fellowship pastor. He wasn't apostolic. He he didn't practice and believe the Acts 238 message. But he came to our church to ask me, what is going on here? You know, we need to have signs following us And we need to have the fruit of the Spirit uh, hanging off of our tree so people could say, you know, I want some of that. 
How do I get some of that? That's the best kind of revival. That's the best kind of evangelism. It's called like life evangelism. You know, love everybody. You know, show off Jesus to everybody. Live in holiness before everybody. And also, let the power of God and the signs that follow the believers, let that be part of our lives and just see what will happen. You know, Jesus many times went to secret prayer. And when he came out, there were crowds following him. I might preach that coming up. You know, what if we would tie in with Jesus? What Would they be able to say about us, those men and women have been with Jesus? So first of all, let's live a life where they're going to ask us, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Look at Acts chapter 8 and verse 30. There was a man in a chariot. Philip was running alongside of him. And he, this man was reading out of the Bible, out of the prophet Isaiah, Acts 8 and 30. And Philip just simply asked the question, do you understand what you're reading? And the man said, I can't. I need somebody to help me. He was asking the question. And he asked Philip to come up and sit with him in the chariot. And Philip began to preach Jesus to the man. He began to preach Jesus' name, baptism, to the man. And as they went on their way, they saw some water, and the man said, What's stopping me from getting baptized? Philip said, Nothing, if you believe with all your heart. He said, I do. We see the, the uh, there was a, Paul and Silas were in jail, and God had shook that jail, and the power of God had fallen, and all the, the chains and the cuffs had fallen off these people. The jailer ran in and saw what was going on. He realized these people are going to escape. And Paul said, don't worry, we're all here. We haven't left. And the man cried out, sirs, what must I do to be saved? Why did he cry that out? Because of what he had just experienced. Paul said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. (laughs) That's a good start. Same hour of the night, they baptized him. Acts chapter 2 and verse 37, (coughs) Peter was preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ for the very first time since the resurrection. And he was preaching about Jesus' death and burial and resurrection and how it was their sins. With wicked hands you've crucified the Lord of glory. And they interrupted Peter's preaching and said, Men and brethren, what shall we do? And Peter said, Glad you asked. (laughs) He said, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. How do we treat those that have one step to take yet? Well, Jesus did not disrespect this rich young ruler's knowledge of truth that he already had. He confirmed it to him. He, you know, there's nothing wrong with building common ground with somebody. And then if there's truth that they still need in their life, you know, let's have the courage to share it with them. 
You know, we, Jesus, you know, he, he, uh, he built common ground with, with these people. You know, we, we need to love them. That's what Jesus did. He saw, he, he admired this young man's sincerity and his knowledge. You know, when people come to God, you know, folks, there are people listening to me in Dickinson, North Dakota tonight that haven't been baptized right, according to the Scripture. But you know what? If if that's you and, and you're listening to me tonight, I'm not telling you everything else you believe is wrong. You just need to get baptized, immersed in water in the name of Jesus, and just keep on going. Maybe you could teach me a thing or two. We need to love them. We need the courage to tell them <coughs> that there's one thing that thou lackest. Let me warn you, don't give up the truth that you have because you see the sincerity of somebody that doesn't have all the truth. Just because somebody can work miracles doesn't mean they've been baptized right. Just because somebody has seen a miraculous answer to prayer in their life doesn't mean that they know the way of God more perfectly. We'll get to, get into that, I hope. You know, there, uh, there are people, I'm convinced of this, I hear it all the time, I'm hearing it more and more, thank God, but there are people, folks, that are getting this Acts 2.38 message and they're not getting it from me. You know, I when I was in Israel a few weeks ago, I was talking to a man, and he told me, he said many, when he said, what's the difference between you and many other Christian groups? And I told him, one of the differences is we believe there's only one God not divided into three separate persons. There's only one God. God is a spirit. The Father is a spirit. The Father and the Holy Spirit are the same. Because there's only the one Spirit. The Spirit of the Father was in Jesus Christ. Jesus now, in his resurrected body, is the image of the invisible Father. And I told this guy that, and he looked at me and said, most Christians in the Middle East believe that. I'm like, wow. Because, you see, they're so monotheistic over there, they never bought into this pagan idea that there are three separate persons in God. They've never bought into that. You know, thank God for that. I I listen to the Christian radio and Christian sing. There's some of these Christian songwriters folks that are getting it. They're writing songs about it. There's a famous author and he's his name is Max Lucado. I just read this article this morning. <clears throat> Max Lucado is a very famous Christian author. Many of you have heard his name. Many of you have probably read his books or quotes from his books. Very good author. Makes a lot of sense. He belongs to a denomination that doesn't believe in speaking in other tongues and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. But Max Lucado, in September of 2022, was being interviewed, 
And he said this. He said a while back, he said, I read a scripture that we should earnestly desire the best gifts. And every morning in my prayer time, I started out praying that, God, please give me the best gifts. And one, I did that for about two or three weeks, he said, and one morning, I began to pray in a language that I didn't understand. And he said, I've been doing it ever since. He's 68 years old, and he's been praying in tongues for the last four years every day. And he said to the interviewer, I really am not looking for a lot of emails about this because he knows that he'll be criticized for it. Why did I tell you that story? Because, folks, there are people all over this world that are hungry for truth. And our attitude towards them ought to be, hey, come on, I'll share with you what I've got. You know, what, you know, this is a, what is our attitude about being shown that we have one more step to take? This is where I really want to go with the program tonight. What is our attitude when Jesus comes and tells us one thing thou lackest? Now here again, let me just make this disclaimer. disclaimer. Just because somebody tells you that Jesus thinks you should do something, that's not the word of God. 1 John 4 and 1 said, Beloved, believe not every spirit, but try test the spirits, whether they are of God. So what is our attitude about what is our attitude about somebody showing us more truth? Wow, I'm getting some good stuff here. You know, um Boy, I wish I could use some of these. I better just keep going, but no, just keep texting me, you guys. Thank you for these texts. Man, I'm getting a lot of texts tonight. You know, what I mean, like what is your attitude about when somebody, let's just use baptism in Jesus' name. Maybe you were sprinkled as a baby. And I'm telling you, that's not the Bible form of baptism. Maybe when you were baptized, they immersed you, but they said, in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. And they're quoting Matthew twenty-eight nineteen when they say that, but the apostles baptized in the name of Jesus because they knew that Father, Son, Holy Ghost are not names. And Jesus said in Matthew 28, 19, 28, 19, said, baptizing them in the name. That's why in Acts 2.38, he said, baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. And all through the book of Acts, it says that. So let's use that as an example tonight. And you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, but maybe you've lived for God sincerely, attended church faithfully, um, lived what you believed. And now you've heard more truth, and this preacher on the radio is saying, one thing thou lackest. Why wouldn't you get baptized right? What's stopping you from getting baptized right? Is it pride? Do you know everything already? You know, I mean, you know, this doing many things right is not an excuse to ignore what God is talking to you about. 
Just because you're good at math doesn't mean you're going to graduate from high school because you got to get your English in, too. There are some required subjects with God. Wow. There, there are. You know, like, like, for instance, Paul said in 1 Corinthians 13, he was talking about love, and love is one of the most important teachings in the Bible. Loving God and loving others. Paul's talking about loving others in 1 Corinthians 13. <clears throat> and he said, if I gave away everything I had and I didn't have love, it wouldn't do me any good. He said, if I gave my body to be burned, like if I was a martyr for God, but I didn't love people, that wouldn't do me any good. What was he saying? You can't substitute one important thing for another important thing. You need it. You need it all. You know, don't miss, don't get proud and start Telling God, well, God, you know that I may not be doing that right. I, yeah, God, you know, or how about this one, Pastor Bob? You know, God understands. Yeah, maybe you're right about this baptism in Jesus' name, but you know what? I'm just as good a person as you are. I was a good dad. I was a good father. I was a good husband. I was honest. I paid my bills. I took care of the poor. <coughs> I went to church. I was honest. <coughs> <coughs> But Paul said, you could do all that stuff, but if you didn't have love, it wouldn't do you any good. Like I mentioned in church today, you can, and we're Pentecostal people, so we have Pentecostal distinctives. You can tell who the Pentecostal people are. They dress differently. They try to dress modestly. They don't cross-dress. In other words, the men dress like men and the women dress like women. And, you know, uh, just like in 1 Corinthians, we don't, the men have short hair, the women have long hair. We don't, you know, the women don't wear makeup or jewelry. All that stuff is in the Bible, and I teach that, and our church believes that, and they live that, and you can see it. And I'm not doing a program on that right now, and I don't mind doing a program on it. But if I looked the part, but I wasn't good to my wife, would looking the part impress God? Now, I'm not saying don't look the part. But what if God's talking to you about your marriage? You know, if you're married, it's important. It's really important. You know, focus on what God's talking to you about. Husbands, love your wives. Give yourself for them, even as Christ gave himself for the church. Wives, you know, honor your husband. Reverence your husband. Treat him like he's your head. I'm not making this stuff up. It's in the Bible. What if Jesus told you that? What if he said, one thing thou lackest? You're not good to your family. You know, what if you gave all your money to the poor? But you wouldn't treat other people right. Gossip, bitter, so discord. There are people, folks, that love drama. 
They are in the center of drama. They love to stir up trouble. Is God talking to you about that tonight? Jesus said, blessed are the peacemakers, not the troublemakers. What one thing is, I told our church today when I preached this and all those visitors, I said, I want everybody to come away from this service thinking I preached about something different. Because I want God to tailor fit this to you. Have you received the Holy Ghost since you believed? Have you been baptized in the name of Jesus? Are you living a holy life? Are you treating your wife or your husband right? Do you honor your mother and father? You can't get around this. Are, are you unforgiving? Jesus said in Matthew 6, 15, But if you forgive not men their trespasses, neither will your father forgive your trespasses. What is God dealing with you about? Is there one thing you lack? Having other important things right in our life is not an excuse not to listen to Jesus. This rich young ruler had everything right except one thing, and he walked away sorrowful because he didn't want to do it. Wow. You know, um, I missed... Uh, one time I missed a flight. I was, my wife and I were trying to catch a flight out of Bismarck, which is about 100 miles to the east of us in Dickinson. We got on the highway, and man, it got bad. I mean, it was blizzardy, couldn't see the road, couldn't see anything. We had this really early morning flight. Um, I mean, I was driving as fast as I dared, and it wasn't fast enough. We got to the airport in Bismarck. We ran. I, I dropped my wife off at the front door. I went to park the car. I ran in only to find out they told her, too late to check on your bag. We had this check, big old check-on bag. My wife was taking everything out of that bag and shoving it in a sack, shoving it in a backpack. I told her, listen, I'll, I'll, I'll take this backpack. And I said, I'll run out and drop our luggage back, our big suitcase back out in the car and come back in. I got back in. She was through security. I threw my backpack on the on the the little deal there, walked through, looked like I was going to make it. She was pleading with the people. You know, and my husband's coming. Just keep holding holding the plane. You know, and, and all of a sudden, they said, you got a pocket knife in this backpack. That stalled me up long enough to where I missed the plane. Why is that story relevant here? Because... I was sincere. I was doing my best. I tried my best. You see, there's a lot of sincere people out there. But you've got to do it God's way. You can't bring a you can't bring a pocket knife in your your uh, carry-on luggage, folks. That's the rule of the airport. Now, missing that plane didn't mean I'm going to miss heaven. But God's got rules, too. What thing are you holding on to that God's telling you to throw away before you get to Judgment Day? You know, on my journey to God, 
I walked by all kinds of truth, and I started grabbing onto them. I was sitting in my car many years ago. I was 20 years old, smoking pot, and I heard the Lord speak to me. I didn't know the Lord. He said, get out of your car, throw your drugs in the river. Your paraphernalia, I I thought, this must be God. I heard his voice. That was truth to me. Short time after that, I was sitting in a Pentecostal church, and somebody read, the preacher read, Acts 22.16, And now, why tarriest thou? Arise, be baptized, washing away thy sins, calling on the name of the Lord. And I raised my hand and I said, Can you baptize me tonight? They took me out into the river that runs through Valley City. It was November 2nd. It was cold. But I didn't care. I was reaching out for truth. God told me to quit watching that television set and quit listening to the trash music I was listening to. God started showing me that I needed to be at a Pentecostal church and be taught the ways of God. I began to say yes to God. On my way to get baptized that night even, I had just bought a brand new pack of Viceroy cigarettes, threw them out the window, don't even know why I did. Never smoked again. Spent 44 years. Never took drugs again. God talked to me about my drinking. God talked to me about how to raise my children. God talked to me about how to treat my wife. God talked to me about what to do with my money. See, having other important things right is not an excuse not to continue on in truth. In Acts chapter 18, there was a man named Apollos. The Bible said that he, if you read Acts chapter 18, he was an eloquent man. He was mighty in the Scripture. He came to Ephesus. The Bible said he was instructed in the way of the Lord. Being fervent in the Spirit, he spake and taught diligently the things of the Lord. Now notice this, knowing only the baptism of John. And this Apollos, he didn't know this Acts 2.38 message that I keep harping about. He didn't know it. I can prove that because of Acts 19. But he was preaching what he did know boldly in the synagogue, and there was this couple there, Their names were Aquila and Priscilla. It was a husband and wife. They were mightily used by God, both of them. And they heard Apollos preaching. And they took him unto them. They took time to talk to him. And notice what it says in verse 26 of Acts 18. And they expounded unto him the way of God more perfectly. Apollos, there's a couple things that you lack here. People need to be baptized in Jesus' name. And people, there is a Holy Ghost that's offered that you haven't heard about yet. And the Bible said Apollos just kept on preaching. He added that truth. He got tuned up. He got tuned up and just kept on preaching. You know, maybe there's a Maybe there's a pastor here listening in Dickinson, North Dakota tonight. You know what? Why don't you have the courage? If you're not, 
you know, I've I've actually I've baptized other pastors and ministers before. You know, why don't you have the courage to just get it done right and just go on? And there was a man I was talking about in church today. He was a bishop of a country in in uh, he was over eighty churches. I heard in Africa. And a lady in a coffee shop talked to him about Jesus' name, baptism. It's a longer story, but he went home and baptized all 80 of those pastors, and they baptized their whole congregations in the name of Jesus. And they're just going on and doing what they were doing before. But they just added that truth. People say, well, why do you people always focus on Acts 2.38? We don't. I do on the radio. I mention it every program I try to. I don't, I don't want to get done with the pro. No matter what my topic is, I try to preach Acts 2.38 a little bit because there are people listening. This is an AM radio. You guys listen on the Internet or on podcast. This is a live radio show I do. It's an AM radio program on an oldies rock station. It's called KDIX. This is not a Christian station. It's like an oldies rock and sports station and and we buy an hour every week on Sunday nights from 806 to 906 and these people are super cool to work with down here they're they're really good to work with and they've been so kind to me over these 20 some years that I've done this but you bet I'm going to talk about Acts 238 because I'm living in a city where most of the people in this city were sprinkled as babies and they weren't baptized yeah I'm going to mention it but now that you know that what's stopping you What's stopping you? Acts 2.38 is a great place to start. You've got to be born of the water and of the Spirit. These are these are the, the lowest common denominators. One time there was a man named Larry. I was having a Bible study with him and his, he and his wife. And I, I asked Larry, I said, he came to me and his wife was already baptized and in the church. And, and, and he said, I want to be baptized. I said, why? I didn't know if he was ready to or not. And he looked at me and said, because the Bible says so. I thought, well, there we go. Baptized Larry in Jesus' name. Do you know my mom used to listen to this radio program every Sunday night faithfully when she was alive? She just passed away this fall. One of the, one of the neatest things that ever happened about this radio program is my mom talked to me one day and said, Bob, I want you to rebaptize me in Jesus' name. I said, Mom... I said, why didn't you tell me you were thinking about this? She said, I didn't want to tell you. She said, I just wanted to study it on my own. But And my mom, you, you had to know my mom. She wasn't real dramatic. or She was a pretty quiet person. Didn't make a big deal out of a lot of stuff. It was a big deal for her to get baptized in Jesus' name. But she saw it in the Bible. You know... I've got, there are people that attend our church. I hope they're listening tonight. They're from a different church background. They come to our church a lot. And he told me, he said, we know, we we understand what you're saying about Jesus' name, baptism, but we just haven't done that yet. And I want to just ask, why not? I mean, once you're past the plan of salvation, we can focus on other things. 
like, what am I doing the radio show on tonight? Anyway, baptism? The Holy Ghost? Am I doing the radio show on drugs? Having a good marriage? Forgiving others? I've mentioned all that stuff. What is your one thing? What if the one thing Jesus is asking you to do and and your conscience is bothering you because you're not doing it, what if it's a requirement to graduate? You know, on this um, cruise that we just went on, this is another pocket knife story. (laughs) You know, I, I, I like carrying a pocket knife. Mainly the reason I carry a pocket knife, this might sound dumb to you, but if a big, vicious dog comes at me and I have a pocket knife, I'm, I won't be afraid. I'd hate to take on one barehanded, I, I'll tell you that. And so if a big old dog comes at me and I have a pocket knife, I'll just look right at him and say, come on, buddy. And I won't run, and because of that, that I'll never have to use that pocket knife. That dog, they can tell when you're afraid. So that little pocket knife gives me courage. So I like to carry one, and when I went to Los Angeles last Sunday, a week ago, I put one in my check bag. That's legal, as long as you check it on. So I checked it on, and we got off the plane and stayed overnight. We rented a car, drove down to Long Beach, and uh, that pocket knife was in my check bag. Went in through the, went in through the, um, you know, into the carnival cruise terminal you know i've got my passport i've got my ticket i've you know i've got everything i need and i walked up and i threw that bag on that conveyor belt and it kind of stopped the lady stopped and she goes it looks like there's a pocket knife in there well I could, I suppose I could have argued with her or tried to. Hey, you know, I'm an American citizen. I have a right to carry a pocket knife, a right to bear arms, right? I could have tried that. I could have told her, listen, lady, I, I pay your wages. Now, if it wasn't for people like me, there wouldn't be no crews. You wouldn't, you wouldn't be a, you wouldn't be working here. You'd be out on a fishing boat somewhere doing something else. I could have tried that. I could have said, you know, listen, I got my passport. I got my ticket. You know, this little pocket knife, you're not going to hurt anybody. It's just a little Gerber pocket knife. They're kind of expensive. You know, They're this one I suppose I got for 10 bucks or whatever. I mean, <clears throat> you know, they're, they're that's a good brand. But you know what? Carnival has their rules. It doesn't matter what I think. If I want to cruise on their ship, I'm going to have to do their rules. And I made a quick decision. I said, throw the pocket knife away. I'm going on the cruise. See, God has got rules also. Who's your boss? Who is your boss? Oh, you know what? I'm going to I'm going to play a little portion of a song and I just got so many texts. I want to look at them, all right? And you can text me 701-290-7860. To accept the Lord. Be my personal savior. By faith, he'd come into my heart, but I couldn't really know for sure. 
And I remember that Bible study To teach me about the Trinity They said it was beyond my reach In fact, it was an unexplainable mystery I think I got more than they told me about I think I got more than they told me about I think I got more than they told me about I think I got more than they told me about They said that slowly I would grow Gradually I would reduce my sinning Nobody's perfect They said nervously Even if there's no change You're still winning And the religion professor At the university Said the day of miracles Had ended Things were different now Not so spectacular That emotional stuff Had been transcended I think I got more than they told me about I think I got more than they told me about I think I got more than they told me about I think I got more than they told me about Thank God there's more than what they told me about I think I got more than they told me about I'm glad there's more to get than what they told me about. I think I got more than they told me about. I think I got more than they told me about. I think I got more than they told me about. And there's more. There's more. Boy, do I have some good texts? I mean, I and I, I mean, just a lot of people listening tonight. A lot of people adding stuff. I mean, I don't even know where to start. I, I do want to read Sister Yvonne's test, te- text down in Bowman, and here is a lady that had a stroke, tied into a wheelchair, and uh, and Sister Yvonne uh, basically was saying, if a God fearing person can baptize me in a wheelchair anything is possible in other words baptism is important it was one the one thing that she lacked and then she received the holy ghost a little while later oh man a lot of you know thank you for listening thank you for tuning in a lot of people a lot of people saying stuff i'm not going to you know um my wife was kind of getting on to me here the other day or here a while back. She said, sometimes you you, you uh, talk about who's texting you more than you talk on the radio. I don't, I don't think that's true, but I, I like reading the names. <laughs> I mean, there's just uh, ministers, pastors listening, um, other ministers listening, uh, people from Dickinson, people from far and wide. I haven't looked at my emails yet. I'll look at those later. A uh, lady from Grand Forks listening always has such good things to say. You know, what one thing is the Lord talking to you about? 
you know, it isn't a big deal until you make it a big deal. Like, it isn't a big big deal. What if what if God would speak to you and tell you to get rid of that tobacco in your life? That's not a big deal, is it? And what if you told Jesus, well, you know, I may smoke, but I'm still a lot better person than Pastor Bob. What does that have to do with anything? You know, I, I, I want to say it again, but what we're doing right is not an excuse to ignore what Jesus is telling us to do. You know, having other important things right in our life is not a good excuse not to listen to Jesus. It's not. And he will focus on that. He will keep hounding you about that. Years ago, I had a young man that worked for me, and he was from a different Christian background. He had had a conversion experience, had been filled with the baptism of the Holy Spirit, spoke in other tongues as a, the initial evidence. This young man was married to a girl, uh, a Baptist girl, and he was going to that church. He ended up being the youth pastor of that church. And he and I would have great Bible discussions at work. You know, we'd work, but we'd also talk about the Word. Of course, a lot of times of driving together and so on. And I was always talking about the one thing that he lacked, and that was to be baptized in Jesus' name, because he had never been. But one day, he came to my house, and um, I think it was a Monday morning. He was ready to work, and he he said, Hey, Pastor Bob, you want to baptize me in Jesus' name? He said, he said something like, I'm ready to have you baptize me in Jesus' name. I go, What's going on? And he said, I was driving down the highway on Friday or Saturday, and there was this guy pulling a cross down the interstate. Had wheels on the bottom, and he was pulling this cross. So I pulled over to see if he needed any help. Well, come to find out, he was some type of an evangelist. And his wife followed behind him in a motorhome, and this is what he did. Just to, He felt like the Lord wanted him to pull across, all the way across America. So he said, I, Pastor Bob, I invited them to my house, and they came to my house and stayed with us for the weekend. And what I was telling him, he said, he said I told this man, this guy that was pulling the cross, I said, hey, he said, yeah, I've re- I'm really struggling with pornography in my life. And this man looked at me and said, have you ever considered being baptized in the name of Jesus? And Grant said, well, I work with a guy that's been after me to get baptized in the name of Jesus. And this man said, that's your next step. You need to be baptized in the name of Jesus. And he was. And Grant still believes in that to this day. A lot of things have happened since then. One step at a time. One step at a time. You know, I wrote a song called that one years ago. 
called One Step at a Time. I'll sing it. You know, um, this song is about the prodigal son. It's about the rich young ruler. And hopefully it's about you. When I, I remember, I remember when I wrote the song, I was in a motel room working down in Headinger, North Dakota. I was all by myself. And I stayed up late, wrote this song, and decided I didn't like it. I crumpled it up, and next morning I took it out of the trash can, and I decided maybe I do like it. There once was a young man who was far from his home. He found himself feeding pigs. He was reaping what he'd sown of his father's house and his love. He would sit and dream But how to get back home How hard that first step seemed One step at a time One small step that day It started him on a journey To the place from where he'd come With one He heard his father say, Welcome home, my son. But there was a rich young ruler who came to Jesus one day. He asked him, Lord, what must I do? I'll do anything you say. Jesus looked at him and said, There's one more step you need to take. The rich man walked away. It was a step he couldn't seem to take. One step at a time. One small step he walked away. Is there one thing today the Lord is asking you? Take that step. It'll be the best thing that you ever do. Could there be someone in this place God's been leading by His grace? You've walked with Him a certain way, but you heard more truth today. What will you do, my friend, with the truth that He did send? Today it's one step more. Hurry before He closes the door. One step at a time one small step today Lord Jesus I'm asking for everyone here to see that one step can bring them to you in eternity and Lord Jesus tonight God I pray that people will have the courage to take the step that you're telling them, God, if they already know this Acts 2.38 message and have walked in it, God, I pray maybe you're showing them other things. Maybe there's things about how to treat other people, or maybe they're holding some bitterness in their heart, or God, many things. God, you know, Lord, I pray that you would help those that are listening tonight. Pray in the name of Jesus. 
Remember, folks, if you live in the Dickinson area, we have revival this week. Every serve every night, Monday in Bowman, Tuesday in Beach, Wednesday and Thursday at the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson. Jesse Starr is the preacher. God bless. Um, if we're all around, we're all together. I'll be on this program again next week. always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website www.holyghostradio.com The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.